0: na lebro do zokolo do brinna egemo zokolo bere kike tele de baba lebro ja kal de ba bragada zokolo na monga le grondo zukala da brinna Kali dao ja ne mehe gebo zokolo do kakolo do bo de bara rakoto to bi na nani de bria la kro to sukala kakali da baba engel mo egebo zokolo da bria agaba gaba da bobo ege thank you father in the name of jesus heavenly father we come before your word humbly and respectfully tonight and we rejoice that we have this opportunity to minister your word to your people revelation knowledge flows freely in this service but in st yoke's are destroyed whatever is not planted by god is rooted out I decree that your people are built up and i declare that your word that goes forth will build and cause your people to see and walk in the light of your world we give you praise for answer prayer today in jesus precious name and every believer sees it powerful amen lift your right hands to heaven let's release our faith together to so say these words i am born of god i am born of the world the word of god is my nature i do not struggle do the world i do the word naturally therefore today i will understand the word of his grace i will be built up by the end of this service i will never be the same never ever be the same again in jesus name and every believer says a powerful amen we want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of kingdom life network facebook youtube twitter instagram we're so glad to welcome all of you brothers and sisters on social media what a joy to be able to connect with all of you in fellowship in the world tonight I also want to welcome the whole Aquabomb State community connected to the service by way of Comfort FM, XLFM FM, Radio Aquabomb, Heritage FM, Inspiration FM. We're so glad to welcome every one of you to the service, guys. It's going to be an exciting adventure in the word of his grace. Call a friend, call a family member, a colleague of yours. Ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community like you've always done. Help me share the video on your page. Let's flood the earth with the truth of the gospel of Christ. Help me reach out to some people on your page. Tag friends. Also share it with people that are, you know, on Telegram, WhatsApp group, group monogram. Get this word to as far as possible tonight. Let's get the truth of Christ all over the nations of the earth. And I want to thank you for doing that, you know, for the gospel of Christ tonight all Our house centers and all our campuses around the world, what a joy to have all of you connected to the service, guys! You grab your pen, your notebook, and your Bible. Make sure you get ready, it's going to be a great time as you study the word of His grace. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of God. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah! Mm-mm. All right, so we started looking at Wisdom for Living series two, and we've been examining nurturing building and nurturing relationships effectively building and nurturing relationships effectively we began to examine how to nurture relationships and we started looking at how to nurture relationships by the word of god Amos chapter 3 verse 3 Amos chapter 3 verse number 3 can two work together except they be agreed that has to do with God and his prophets in the Old Testament. But the fundamental part of relationship is established there, except they be agreed. The Hebrew word there has to do with an appointed place and time. Our text is Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. So we looked at that word make disciples, the Greek word matetheo, the art of making people students, causing them to learn. The art of making people students, causing them to learn. We said it's something you have to consciously start. Look at Matthew 13, 52, Matthew chapter 13, verse 52. Then said he unto them, therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old discipleship is about instructing people into the kingdom instructing people into the kingdom then we saw Joseph of Arimathea, who was Jesus' disciple in Matthew 27 verse 67 of course acts chapter 14 verse 21 i repeat matthew 27 67 joseph of Arimathea, a disciple and acts chapter 14 verse number 21 we said a fundamental part of discipleship is instruction and teaching instruction and teaching we also said while you can get a decision of salvation within microseconds. When it comes to discipleship, it is an art of being a disciple as a lifetime. The art of being a disciple is a lifetime commitment. In other words, the decision to be a disciple is not once and for all. We can say your salvation is once and for all. You are sanctified once and for all you are righteous once and for all you are holy once and for all hebrews chapter 10 verse 12 hebrews chapter 10 verse number 12 it says but this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down on the right hand of god hebrews 10 14 hebrews 10 14 For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. So you are sanctified once and for all. But the decision to be a disciple is not a once and for all. That's a decision you keep taking all the time. That's why the reason for the local church is discipleship. The local church is God's device for discipleship. People being schooled to follow Christ. And follow Christ in a committed way. We also said, how is it possible to follow Christ in a committed way? We said it's possible by teaching. By teaching. And we said a fundamental thing is that the word disciple is not a spiritual word. It is a word that can be understood by practice. It is used in different spheres. It's where you have the word apprentice. Apprentice in today's English. Someone who is learning from another. An apprentice. Someone who is learning from another. Someone who is learning from some other person. In Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, Jesus said, make disciples. Make disciples. So the question will be, make disciples of what exactly? Make disciples of Of what exactly the word disciple is a word that has to be understood. Someone said, I have a disciple, but he doesn't come to church. What a contradiction. How can you have a disciple, your own disciple, and he doesn't come to church? That is not a disciple, or I have a disciple, but he does not attend prayer cruise. What a contradiction how can you be disciplining someone you are in prayer cruise and he's not in prayer cruise or you are taking somebody through discipleship he is in prayer cruise and you are not in prayer cruise that's a contradiction the disciple and the master ought to be together learning the art the master is coaching the disciple is learning on the job or i have a disciple but he doesn't speak in tongues and you you speak in tongues But your disciple doesn't speak in tongues. That's not a disciple. Because the term disciple means you have made the person a student. He is ready in the school. He is already in your school to learn. So we said the question should be a disciple of what? If a man is your disciple, a disciple of what? to understand look at acts chapter 19 verse 1 acts chapter 19 verse 1 and it came to pass that while apollos was at Corinth, paul having passed through the upper coast came to ephesus and finding certain disciples certain students and then in chapter in verse 2 to 6 of acts 19 you find out that those guys were not disciples of the gospel they were disciples but not disciples of the gospel at least not as at that time in acts 19 verse 1. so they were disciples but they were not disciples of the gospel you also see another instance matthew 22 verse 16 matthew chapter 22 verse number 16 and they, they sent out unto him their disciples with the herodians saying master we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, but thou regardest not the persons of men. They sent out unto their disciples. Their disciples with the Herodians. Their disciples. Where you have disciples of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That is, the Pharisees also had their own disciples, those who were their followers. Who we are learning from them look at luke chapter eleven verse one Luke chapter eleven verse number one and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he seized one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples in john three twenty five you will see another instance john chapter three verse twenty five and later on you can read John chapter four verse one. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying John's disciples. So John had disciples. The Pharisees had disciples. and we can say Acts 19:1 were also John's disciples, but very strange ones, because they were disciples, but they didn't know about Christ. And his resurrection. So when he says, make disciples of every nation, we should ask disciples of what? Don't forget that a disciple is always present. That is to make them disciples of Christ. I said to you a few days ago that a disciple is a student who stays in a place and learns after his teacher. And under the Pharisees' learning, he can even quote the Torah by heart. That's one of the training. That by the time you are 12 as a Jew under a rabbi, you can recite the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, by heart and say it word for word. There was a man called Noel Webster. Noel Webster. He wrote the Webster's Dictionary. He can quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelation by heart. The entire Bible. Genesis to Revelation. In fact, they said at one point, when he was done with the quoting of Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, people were in shock. Then he looked at them and said, "What Do you want me to go back again and start from Genesis to Revelation, putting out the commas, full stop, and punctuation marks? He knows all by heart that guy you know and that's quite some achievement so you are a student you are a learner basically you are a learner of what now if you look at the four gospels as we call them whether you look at Matthew's gospel example Matthew 8:17 look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah as the prophet saying. Himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That it might be fulfilled. That which was written by the prophet Isaiah. That is, that prophecy will happen later. That was very prominent in Matthew's writing. So Matthew always pointed to the future. Then we had Mark. Mark documented that Jesus rose from the dead. In fact, in Mark 16, 14, the Bible says he upbraided them for unbelief because they did not believe concerning Jesus' resurrection. Which means in the two instances, whether the Matthew account that we just read or the Mark account, it shows that an event had just occurred. Jesus has just been raised from the dead. And of course, like where I will focus on in this service, then John had an event before this, before this conversation. Jesus has just been raised from the dead or risen from the dead. And that is the essence of the disciples, His resurrection. Please follow me. Obviously, by Jesus telling them to go and make disciples of every nation, he means to make disciples of the resurrection. In other words, they are going to study the resurrection. The disciples of Jesus are to study the resurrection. They are going to understand the resurrection. And they are going to practice the resurrection. Take note. Number one. They are going to study the resurrection. Number two. They are going to understand the resurrection. Number three. They are going to practice the resurrection. So the question should be. What is it to study about the resurrection? Are they supposed to say when Jesus rose from the dead his blood count went high? Or his skin color was like this? Or his weight was like this? Was that the study? No. They are supposed to be students. Learners and they are supposed to practice his resurrection. If you look at the Mark's account Mark Chapter 16 verse 19. Put it up for me. Mark 16 19. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them. He was received up into heaven. And sat on the right hand of God. Does it mean they all looked at the sky. And saw Jesus going. And then he disappeared. And then he sat down. On the throne. At the right hand. God sitting down on the left side. Jesus sat on the right side. Of course, that wouldn't be what he was talking about. The word right hand is what God has done with his power. Right hand. What God has done with his power amongst men. What God has done with his power amongst men. That's the meaning of the word right hand. What God has done with his power amongst men. So when they said he sat down at the right hand of god what they are saying is jesus remained with us he remains alive right hand of god jesus remained with us and he remains alive that's what they saw they saw him at the right hand of god how did they see him at the right hand of god in the four gospels. That's where in Mark sixteen twenty, Put it up for me. Mark chapter 16 verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them. And confirming the word with signs following. That is sitting at the right hand of God. Confirming the preaching of the word. He confirmed the preaching of the word amongst men. It means he was alive. And that is what it means to be at the right hand of God. So brother Luke's account was the encounter of Jesus with Cleopas on the way to Emmaus. Actually it began from Luke 24 from verse 16 down. And the Bible says where he saw that they did not believe that he rose from the dead. Then he got to verse 25. And he said to them, Fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have, said, have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And him at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself, which means he gave interpretation to the events. He gave interpretation to the events. And statements Written in the Old Testament Jesus gave interpretation To the events And the statements That were written in the Old Testament In John chapter 20 Which is better read From John chapter 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 chapter, you know, To 20th chapter His resurrection now showed up in John twenty seventeen. Put up John twenty seventeen 17 for me Jesus saith unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God, your God. Give me verse 21 of the same chapter. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you as my father has sent me, even so send I you so an event happened before he gave them the commission to go and preach after he said i go to my father your father then he now said as the father has sent me so send i you so an event had occurred before the commission to go and preach Luke 24 44 put it up for me Luke 24 44 to 49 And he said unto them, these are the words which I speak unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins Shall be preached in his name among all nations Beginning at Jerusalem And you are witnesses of these things And behold I send the promise of my father upon you But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem Until ye be endued with power from on high So no doubt there was an event That brought about the statement Be disciples and that event was the resurrection be the disciples of his resurrection so that means we need to closely look at what is in the resurrection what is in the resurrection that can be used in making disciples what is in the resurrection that can be used in making disciples and can be used in my lifestyle What is in the resurrection that can be used to make disciples and can be in my lifestyle what is in this resurrection observe we said it's not the teaching of anatomy or physiology or the teaching of how to do business that's not what is in the resurrection that is not what we're going to use in making disciples so that means there's something in the resurrection that brings about this kind of study. There is something in the resurrection that brings about this kind of study. So we said that. He said, Go ye into all the nations. The word Eteros. We said the word Eteros, I mean, Ethnos, is a group bound by race ethnos a group bound by race bound by culture bound by parenthood or by location and we said whatever is the gospel it must transcend culture whatever is the gospel it must transcend culture we also said that somehow many people translate the gospel from the lenses of their culture they translate the gospel from the lenses of their culture or their paradigms or the paradigms of their culture that's why some people call certain things an american gospel an american gospel and the reason they call it like that is that certain individuals repackage what is called the American dream and presented it as the gospel. The American dream, which is built out of aspiration to be. And they create the middle class where you can have a picture of a guy who gets a job, has a family, have kids, and can do certain things. And then that is defined as achieving the American dream of success. And there are some Christian ministries When they talk about the life of Christianity The blessings They call it They put that picture And they say this is The Christian The gospel Successful Married Have children Have a job Have money enough to take care of yourself And do extra things That is Christianity Which is a repackaged American dream that's not the gospel of christ but what they have is they have interpreted the gospel in the light of their culture they have interpreted the gospel in the light of their culture and you discover that there are certain people who go to the us of a united states of america and when they are back they want to do exactly what they saw they want to bring in all of that branding, church marketing, all of that is part of the American dream that is repackaged as a gospel. So now they give you an impression that your church is not a good church. If you don't have a nice building, TV lights, smoke machines, you know, you have all those those stuff all over the place where when people walk in they go, wow, If your church is not like that, your Christianity is questionable. They give you an aspiration gospel, which is not the gospel of Christ. And a lot of people are hurting themselves, stretching themselves to to arrive at that aspiration before they are referred to as successful. And at the end of the day, you are making disciples for America, not for Christ. And this is very serious. So it is interpreted in the lenses of culture. Then you find out some where the Africans revolted. This is history now. A little bit of church history. One of the revolt or revolution that was done by the recipients of that gospel. Was they said, no, we don't want to sing your songs. We don't want to sing your songs. Then they said, we will just take the songs we used to sing in idol worship. Our cultural songs. We will just take them and put Jesus inside. Whether the lyrics are Jesus lyrics or not. We just rebrand them and put Jesus inside. After all, if the Americans are giving us their songs, we Africans, we also have our own songs. Then we now bring our African songs and put and Christianize them. Double confusion. And that's what we call Christianity in many circles around the world. Then they say, no. It's like the marriage ceremony. You know, white wedding came from Europe. It's not Bible. It's not Bible. It's a European culture. Let me not go too far. So, some people decided to sing the songs in the light of their culture. Bello, 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 and see what the Lord can do. So, they are singing the songs in the light of their culture. He said, Go and make disciples. So, the American dream was now packaged as a gospel and in africa people began to set into competition and they said this is god's plan for you they give you a repackaged american dream and they tell you that is god's plan for you then after a while the africans said no so they came up with some indigenous practices that has its roots in africa so that we can give it an african flavor have you heard like that before let's give the gospel an african flavor so that our people can identify. All of that is still part of the problem. Things like wave your handkerchiefs and find God. God is very hot. God is sweating. The praise worship is not complete until you wave your handkerchiefs. Let's find God. Africanization of the gospel. Someone will take pictures to church. So you see Africans coming to church with pictures. And while the preacher is preaching, They are putting the pictures on the platform. They are putting the pictures on the platform. You want to pray for them? They lift the pictures. All of that is part of the Africanization of the gospel. That is not Bible. Someone will take somebody's name, write it, and put it in a bottle. And pour oil inside. And be carrying it around and be shaking it. Africanization of the gospel. And on and on. Then they will now say, you know what? Pray naked. If it is too much, pray naked. Face the wall. Pray naked. Don't wear anything. And just be citing certain recitations. That's not Bible. That's not correct. We are meant to make disciples of every nation. Such that if an Igbo man and a European meet, nothing should hinder their fellowship. If a Yoruba man and a Hausa man meet, nothing should hinder their fellowship. If a Fulani man and a Chinese-speaking Christian meet, nothing should hinder their fellowship. If a South African meets together with a Japanese, nothing should hinder their fellowship. Why? Because what we are presenting transcends culture. We have also translated worship. From a cultural viewpoint. Say on Sunday. Everybody come to church with native clothes. It's going to be African Sunday. Wear your native clothes when coming to church. Don't wear anything white. Don't wear European. Everybody come in native. Wonderful. That is the native rising of the gospel. If there's English like that. The interesting thing is this. uh, Dr. Gabriel if everybody will really come to church in their proper african attire some people will come without clothes some people will come without clothes so it's like there's been a jumbling of american african all cultures combined to give christianity a coloration that is not scriptural The basic thing here is that the resurrection of Jesus is a relationship. That is why, in the resurrection, the recipient comes into a relationship with God. First Corinthians, where we read, he says, uh, First Corinthians, you can write it down for reading at home. First Corinthians 15. Verse 3 to 4, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Then verse 14 and 17, if Christ be not raised, our faith is vain. The term resurrection, there is the word anastasis. is used in the present tense continuous. Jesus is alive now somebody who goes to heaven cannot be called alive look at me everybody my father has gone to be with jesus many years ago now so if for example i'm talking about my biological father now so if for example i came to church today and i say my father spoke to me today my biological father then you ask me but your father died long ago why did you see him I say, well, I saw him this morning and he spoke to me. You will know that it's either I'm not together or I I saw a vision that I cannot explain. When we say God said, we're not talking about a God who has traveled somewhere. We're talking about a God that is with us. God spoke to me. God is speaking to me we are talking about a god that is alive not just alive but alive in us am i communicating at all so he is seated at the right hand of god means he is here in our midst he is here right now in our midst so which means the resurrection is a relationship in john 21 just before i get there the resurrection therefore And the culture of the resurrection. The resurrection, therefore, and the culture of the resurrection redefines our earthly culture and our earthly traditions. I repeat the resurrection and the culture of the resurrection redefines our earthly culture and our earthly tradition, which means that the resurrection changed everything the resurrection changed everything it comes with its own culture the resurrection of jesus comes with its own culture to look at the kind of relationship that resurrection is please pay attention the resurrection does not produce a relationship the resurrection itself is the relationship The resurrection of Jesus itself is the relationship. So in John chapter 20 verse 17. John chapter 20 verse 17. Put it up. John 20 17. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God... Your God. Oh my God. Say to my brethren. The word Adelphos. Adelphos. Two words. It means to come from the same womb. Adelphos. Hebrews 2.11. Give me the amplified. Of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. <clears throat> For both he who sanctifies. Making men holy. And those who are sanctified. All have one father. That's closest to the the Greek translation. All have one father. For this reason it's not a shame to call them brethren. They come from the same womb. So how did that happen? It happened in the resurrection. Are you still here? Romans 8, 28 to 29. Stay with me. Romans 8, 28 to 29. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. Next verse. For whom he did foreknow. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Pay pay attention. The word predestine is not to be conformed. It's predestined conformed those he predestined confirmed the word somopho somopho conformed somopho is s-u-r-m-o-r-p-h-o somopho it means to bind something together or to shape it in the same way to bind something together or to shape it in the same way, so he says that he might be the firstborn. The word firstborn there is the word pro tocus pro p r o t o t o k u s, pro before or ahead or ahead. Two words to bear fruit. So if he is a firstborn, it doesn't mean you are the secondborn. Firstborn means we are born in him. Firstborn means we are born through him. Pro is ahead. So, that means we come from him. So, we are not second or third. We are found in him as the firstborn that he is. We are found in him as the firstborn that he is so it's not the way we say firstborn in the natural it's like a mold where you get every other thing so he becomes the mold or the model son he is the pattern son the firstborn the key word there is among many brethren firstborn among firstborn among many brethren If you look at the Old Testament books Where we get this from You realize there's a pattern Where we get this from Genesis chapter 4 We have Cain and Abel Then Jacob and Esau From the same womb Then Joseph Which is expanded And his brothers Go to Genesis 13 verse 8 Genesis 13 verse 8 And Abraham said unto the Lord, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headsmen and thy headsmen. For we be brethren. We be brethren. Like I told you, every time something is said in the four Gospels, or the book of Acts, or in the epistles, you are to refer to the Old Testament. So when he says, To my brethren, go to my brethren, we go to the Old Testament usage of the word brethren where we have Abraham and Lot an example of what we look at as we examine relationships where Abraham and Lot their staff were quarreling their staff were fighting and Abraham said to Lot let there be no strife for we are brethren why will he make that statement because we have seen strife and what it can do in chapter 4 of Genesis between Cain and Abel bitterness anger he said look let it not happen again we are brethren which means that it is a strange thing for brethren to to, to be in strife it is a strange thing for strife to be found among brethren it's like what Paul said when there is strife you are eating damnation to yourself. You are eating damnation. If you hurt someone who is a brother, you just hurt yourself. Because you and that brother are the same. Let there be no strife, for we are brethren. And then your mind goes to Genesis chapter 4, verse 2, verse 8, verse 9 to 11. And verse 21, there's a Hebrew word there, ark, which means you are siblings. You are brethren, siblings. It's used for both male and female. Then in Exodus chapter 4 verse 18, where Moses talks to Jethro, he says, I want to go and meet my brethren in Egypt. It includes male and female. Brethren. So the entire congregation, because they belong to Abraham, were called brethren. And this included male and female. When you use brethren, you are simply acknowledging that you are from the same root. From the same womb. Brethren. 1 John 3, 1 and 2 first john 3 1 and to behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not next verse beloved now are we the sons of god romans eight fourteen, as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god next verse you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father adoption means to be placed as a son. the word hoyos and euthesia you are standing right now as a son of god he said so because In Romans chapter 1 verse 3 and 4, put it up for me Romans chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Next verse, and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He had explained Jesus as the son of God. So by saying that, you have had Eutychia, According to the resurrection from the dead. You are seen in Christ Jesus as a son. How? By the spirit that you have. By the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, you are sons of God. Verse 16, your children. Verse 15, Eutysia. Why? Because the son is deemed an heir. A son is someone you gave birth to. So we are brethren in the sense that we have one father. So the resurrection therefore shows we have a relationship called sons of God jesus is our brother and the father is our father that implies that we are not to use earthly relationships among siblings to judge how we relate with our brethren in christ the way i relate with my earthly brothers biological brothers it's not the way I should relate with my brothers in Christ. It's the other way around. In other words, our earthly relationships will mirror what Jesus is to us. Our earthly relationship will mirror what Jesus is to us and how Jesus relates with us. So we are not only nurturing relationships but we nurture relationships properly when Jesus is the essence and we are mirroring that relationship we nurture relationships properly when Jesus is the essence of what we mirror in our earthly work when Jesus is the essence of what we mirror In our earthly walk, the other thing was we look at being a neighbor in the resurrection. Jesus sees us, or Jesus acts towards us, or Jesus treats us as neighbors. He sees us, he acts towards us, or he treats us as neighbors. Jesus is the first and foremost. The example of how you treat brothers and sisters. You treat brothers and sisters the way Jesus treats you. Then we looked at neighbors. We said, the way you say neighbor in the natural is not the way it is used in scripture. The word neighbor goes beyond our neighbors in our neighborhood today. It carries a more broader meaning. The other day we said the word neighbor is a Greek word plesion. P-L-E-S-S-I-O-N. No other parable carries it well like Luke chapter 10. Where Jesus gives us the parable of the good Samaritan. The Levite came pass by. The priest came pass by. (laughs) And you know parables are not literal. Because there are facts, there are fictions and there's just a little lesson. And Jesus is giving you a true life story. Look at that. Luke chapter 10. Let me read verse 36. Luke 10, 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Who was a neighbor among the, the, the three of them that passed by and met the man that fell among the thieves? So neighbor means to move Near to someone, you move near to someone. When you move near to someone, that person becomes your neighbor. So, the act of moving near to another is being a neighbor, the act of moving near to another is being a neighbor. So, whoever requires your compassion. Whoever requires your help more, you go near to them. There is nothing in the Lord that precludes mercy. So he teaches us that you have a responsibility to move near to someone who needs compassion. Who moved near? We move near to Jesus or Jesus moved near to us. Jesus came to us. So I move near to people who need help and I help them. Anybody who needs help to my notice is my neighbor. So the resurrection makes Jesus your neighbor. One who moves near to you and supplies your need. Resurrection, therefore, is a relationship. In Matthew 22, 37 to 40, Matthew 22, 37 to 40, they asked Jesus, What is the greatest commandment? And they were quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3 to 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3 to 4. Jesus said, Love your neighbor as yourself. Simply means. Treat people equally. It doesn't mean love yourself first before you love your neighbor. Uh-uh. That is a local way of interpreting the Bible. <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself means treat people equally like you should be treated. Treat people equally like you should be treated. That's exactly what Jesus did when he died. He trusted in God then he loved his neighbor as himself. That's why today we are called Jesus' brethren. So he has shown us how to be to our neighbors. If you read the epistles you see more of that instruction. Look at Matthew 5:43, Matthew 5:43 to 40 to 44. You have heard it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Next verse. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That means automatically the enemy is your neighbor. The enemy is your neighbor. Look at Romans 13 verse 9 and 10. Romans 13 verse 9 and 10. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying. Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfilling of of the law love is the fulfilling of the entire law you can read this at home. Romans 15 2 Galatians 5 14 Ephesians 4 25 James 2 8 Romans fifteen two, Galatians 5 14 Ephesians 4 25 James 2 8 I want us to see Bible truth as brethren. Let's focus on another truth in the resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is God's friendship. The resurrection of Jesus is God's friendship. And when you believe it, you have accepted his friendship. Look at John 15, 13. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. He spoke something practical here. Laid down his life for his friends. So Jesus is defining friendship. Please pay attention. Jesus is defining friendship somehow the world can define friendship for you just like the love the world have their own definition of love if a lady tells a male man i love you the man will be shocked the man will be shocked in fact some men will say she's too forward the lady just walks you and say, "Hey man, I love you." The man will be shocked. If a sister tells a brother, "I love you," family, brother and sister, that's cool. But if a brother tells a sister, "I love you," there's an issue. The moment a brother looks at a sister. And tells her I love you. Especially a sister. Whose mind has not been renewed. What she is seeing is wedding gown. That's what she see. Wedding gown. Wedding ring. Bedroom. Altar. (laughs) Why? Because the world told us what love is. The world told us. And we confirmed. When you hear I love you, the first thing you should see is not bad. Look at John 15, 14 to 15. Please pay attention. John 15, 14 to 15. You are my friends. If you do whatsoever, I command you. Next verse. Henceforth. I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord, doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So the resurrection first of all defines friendship. Then gives us the example of friendship. It defines friendship. Then it gives us the example of friendship. The word friend is something or someone that you are fond of. The word friend is something or someone that you are fond of. Someone you show affection to. Someone you are fond of, someone you show affection to. That's why James 4.4, friendship with the world is enmity with God. 1 John 2.15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. You either love one and hate the other. They are all saying the same thing with James 4, 4 and 1 John two fifteen. So, a friend from the Greek word is the word philo. Where you are philo. Philo means someone that you are fond of. Someone that you have affection for. And many scholars agree that when Jesus was saying this, one of the background, he was saying this was, David and Jonathan. David and Jonathan. He says, David loved Jonathan with his soul. In fact, many homosexuals today, if you say this in America, what I'm about to say now, they will say that's a hate speech. The gays say that means both of them were homosexuals. <laughs> what a rude misinterpretation of the scriptures. What he said to David was friendship. He said, I am supposed to be the heir. But you will be the heir. Friendship. Filio. Someone you prefer in love. You treat with honor. Someone you prefer in love. You treat with honor, respect and dignity. Friendship. Someone you prefer in love. You treat with honor, respect and dignity. Within this, you have Jesus himself called a friend of sinners. A friend of sinners. Meaning he was always with them. Not to do what they are doing, but to give them the good news. Luke seven thirty four. Luke chapter 7, verse 34. Please stay with me. The son of man is come eating and drinking. And he said, behold, a glutinous man and a wine a friend, a friend of publicans and sinners. Matthew eleven nineteen 19, the same statement. Jesus was always around sinners and had compassion for them. So they called him a friend of sinners. He makes a distinction in Luke 11 where a friend was in a bed with his children and his friend came in the midnight because of his importunity. And the man said, Even though I'm I'm not going to do it for you as a friend, I will do it for you because of importunity. All right? So, a friend is someone you are fond of, someone you associate with, someone that you love. We are building and nurturing relationships. In other words, if Jesus is our friend, That means Christianity means you have to be friendly. You have to be friendly. I don't need a therapist or a psychologist for me to be friendly. I am friendly. I am born of God's spirit. I am friendly naturally. No melancholy. No sanguine. No, is it phlegmatic? Phlegmatic. No choleric? Rubbish. A Christian should be friendly because the resurrection has made you a friend. In John chapter 11 verse 1, I mean 11-11, see Jesus, John 11-11. Put it up for me. This thing said he and after that he saith unto them our friend Lazarus sleepeth but I go that I may wake him out of sleep our friend look at John eleven three. John 11 verse 3 therefore his sister sent unto him saying Lord behold he whom thou lovest is sick him whom thou lovest our friend it means someone we are fond of someone we like to be around him we like to speak with him or her that our friend that we are fond of that we like to speak with that we like to be around him he is sick so it means that the believer has a natural ability have affection for others and it is not sexual the believer has a natural ability to be affectionate towards people and it is not sexual jesus had friends male and female he had friends who is a friend someone you love someone that you show commitment someone you show affection towards. You know many times people tell ladies, marry your friend. We will come there. Because most times they twist the meaning of friendship. They twist it. The word have their own definition. We stay with the word of God. Marry your friend. But the truth is, marriage creates the platform for friendship on its own. Marriage creates the platform for friendship on its own. Every speaker agrees that the period before marriage is a period where nobody lets out everything. Once a lady knows that you intend to marry her, She hides everything. She only shows you what she knows you like to see. Except there are accidental discharges and she apologizes very fast. The man too hides all his issues and puts up an appearance. Even if the courtship will last for two years. They keep acting. Every speaker will tell you that. Because it is like you're going for a presentation. Or you're going for an interview. You put out your best. So what do we do? I would rather watch out how someone I want to marry act toward others. It is not how she acts towards me. Don't worry, we will get there in a few days it's not how she acts towards me Mm -mm, because for me she is dressing up the appearance it is how she acts towards others and treats others that because she is not putting up an appearance for others she is being her real self with others it is only with me she is acting a script or it is only with the lady the guy is acting a script how does he treat others? It's an indication of how when he settles in the marriage, he will treat you or she will treat you. How does he treat others? How does she treat others? Someone nice to you and not other people is not a nice person. If he's only nice to you and nasty to everybody else, no matter the excuse, it means he is not a nice person. So a friend is someone that you love, someone that you show affection for. So let's follow God's word. Jesus said here, you lay down your life. A friend lays down his life. So friends sacrifice for one another. True friendship. Genuine friends sacrifice for one another. Anybody who comes to me to say, Can I be your friend? That is weak. I will tell him, No sir. You cannot be my friend. You don't make friends by approaching friends. You don't approach people for friendship. Friends are discovered you don't apply for friendship no friends are discovered friends are often discovered are we here we can learn friendship from Jesus not from the world friendship is an act it's not a mere statement you are my friend I'm your friend we are friends That's a mere statement. Friendship is an act. If you're a friend to someone, you are a friend because you sacrifice. If you're a friend to someone, you're a friend because you sacrifice. A friend is someone who gives. A friend is not someone you have known for many years. A friend is someone who gives. You, you can also know the devil for many years. It doesn't make him your friend. A friend is someone who gives. A friend is someone who have proven friendship. Jesus did that to us. You know, the book of Proverbs gives us illustrations of this subject on friendship. Look at Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1 and 6. Don't bother opening because of time. Proverbs is a book of illustrations. It says they are the marshals. Marshals simply mean an illustration or a parable. Mostly between a father and son. That's why when you read the book of Proverbs. My son, my son, my son. They are parables that a father is giving to his son on how to look at life. Second Timothy three sixteen says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction. Per the eye, a father training up his son by instruction. You see that in Ephesians six four and Hebrews twelve five, where you see the book of Proverbs being used. As a book of father and son relationship. So in the book of Proverbs. We find a father. Telling the son. About friendship. Proverbs 18.24. Proverbs 18.24. Put it up. A man that had friends. Must show himself friendly. Friendly and there is a friend that's ticket closer than a brother the first thing about friends is if you don't look for friends sorry you don't look for friends the first thing about friendship you don't look for friends you become one don't look for friends make yourself a friend You know, everyone that has friends has friends because they have needs. They have friends because they have needs. What's the job of a friend? To cover their weakness. A good friend will cover the weakness of his friend. A good friend will cover the multitude of iniquities. Friends... That help their friends grow and become what God wants them to be. That is true friendship. They help their friends to grow and become what God wants them to be. So everybody needs friends. But first of all, you be a friend. That's where it begins. You yourself be a friend. When you see someone looking for friends... You are seeing a carnal Christian. We don't look for friends. We make ourselves friends. Proverbs 18.24 Proverbs 18.24 A man that had friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that's ticket closer than a brother. Jesus became a friend. Because he first became a friend we became his friends. First of all, Jesus made himself our friends. And when we saw his friendship, we responded. We love because he first loved us. Proton agape. Now that Proverbs 18, 24, I will read it again. It's a very strange statement. Look at it. Proverbs, a, a man that had friends, must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that's ticket closer than a brother. In the Hebrew, it means a man that has many friends gets into trouble. That's the way it is in the Hebrew. The King James didn't get the translation well. Check the original. The word friendly there means to be distressed. It's the word ra, R-A-A use 93 times it means injury that means when you are everybody's friends in the sense that everybody's your friend it means you are open to injury when everybody's your friend it means you are open to injury then the next statement he says but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother so that means we have a friend that hurts And a friend who is a brother. We have a friend that hurts. And a friend who is a brother. Now, the world system uses 48 laws of power. Some people even quote from there. They teach gimmicks. That is pretend. Act like you you are his friend. Pretend. Let him lay down his guard so you know everything. Then you know where to hit him. If he tries to... To get at you. That's the world system. Friends don't betray. So Proverbs is talking about. Friends that destroy. Friends that betray. Friends that want what you have. And will do anything to get it. They want what you have and they will do anything to get it. Then he now says, outside of that kind of friend, there is another friend that sticks closer than a brother. A friend doesn't desire what you have. No. Rather, he just celebrates and thanks God for you that you have it. He wouldn't try to do everything to come and live where you live. To prove a point. He wouldn't try to drive the kind of car you drive. To prove a point. A friend is not a competitor. He doesn't compete. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The word Dabek in the Hebrew. That which is devoted. Someone that is devoted than a brother. A friend is devoted to you. But there is a friend that destroys. In Christ we have learned friendship. We are good friends in Christ. We have not learned deceitful friendship from Jesus. You could learn it from the world. You could learn it from the university. Some people are your friends but they are snitching on you. You know snitches? They are snitching on you. Yeah. They stay around you like they are for you. They gather all your information. And they give it to people who don't like you. They are snitching on you. Trying to get the details for others. And such people can easily be paid money to hurt you. Technology today has turned many into wicked people. Somebody is calling you confidently on phone, trustingly, and you are recording the conversation for someone else. Or your friend is chatting freely and trustingly, and you save the chat to take advantage. Where do you get that from? That's not from Jesus. I know in the political world it is common, but we are talking about Christians here. We are talking about the new creation. The believers, the saints of God. Even if you're not someone's friend, don't betray people. It's wrong. You have not so learned Christ. We're going to have to define this. So you won't be in a local church disobeying God to be loyal to a friend. That's a bad friend. Proverbs 17:17 17, 17, as a roundup. Proverbs 17, 17, put it up. A friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. Dr. Gabriel, you know your friends when you are vulnerable to them and when they don't need you. You will know your friends when you are vulnerable to them. And at the time when they don't need you, that's when you know your friends they are opportunists bad guys i do my best as a child of god over the years never to desert my friends except they desert me and even when they do i still look for them because it's not biblical sometimes people who preach grace eternal salvation are the worst they are the worst kind of friends to have yes they preach grace they preach once saved forever save. They are Sometimes they are the worst to make your friends. And that's not friendship in the resurrection. That's friendship from the world. I don't make friends with you because you have money. I don't care. Who cares? I know I need money. If you give me, I will take. But that's not the basis for, for friendship. I make friends with people that I love sincerely. A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for trouble. Anyone can be your friend in ministry when you are famous. Anyone can be your friend in the society when you are successful. People have challenges so that they can have a friend. Jesus was our friend in time of need. Our friend in time of need. He's not our friend exclusively, he is our friend so we can be friends. With others. You need to be a good friend. Not a bad one. A good friend loves at all times. In the resurrection. By our union with Jesus. We were made friends. We learn. We know to show affection. We know to show compassion. We learn to smile. I can't make you my friend. If you don't know how to smile. You know those kind of people that you don't know whether they are happy or they are sad. Every time their face is just straight, even when there's joy, they are not nothing is showing. I, I can't make such people my friend. If maybe you have more grace than me, you can make them. I can't. I can't. Their faces are always as if there's going to be a bomb blast. And some people believe by doing like that it is anointing. It's carnality. It's not any anointing. Learn to smile. As a child of God, learn to smile. A bishop met me in Lagos over the weekend. He came from worry for a conference in Lagos. He said, Dr. Damina, you know what, what amuses me? You're always smiling. You're always happy. Even when you're preaching, you're laughing. You're happy. You enjoy yourself. That, that amuses me. Sometimes they ask you questions. You laugh. Even if the question is not a correct question, you just laugh. I say, yes, because I've learned friendship from Jesus. Are we together here? Learn to smile. Tell somebody, learn to smile. Why do you think they were angry with Jesus? Because he was smiling with sinners. They saw smokers. Jesus gave them high five. Man, what's up? Hey, man, what's up? And they couldn't take that. Jesus was having party after party with sinners. Hey, guys, bless you. How are you guys? How are you there? And the Pharisees said, no, this cannot be a man of God. How can a man of God be interacting with sinners like that? That's how sometimes, by his expression, they will say he loves the man. Because they saw the way his countenance was chaff. Be friendly, be warm, be easy to entreat. You know, some ladies say to me when, when I do counseling, I don't know why no man has ever approached me for marriage. I say, even the way your face is, <laughs> it's enough to drive men away. no man will be attracted to a woman whose face is always looking like she's carrying the weight of the world upon her shoulder (laughs) i want to close no man wants to marry a woman that already carries problems of the world on her head to his house nobody will bring her Men want to marry a lady that is carefree that has no worry at all yeah they don't want women that can... So, sisters, I hope you're hearing me. The reason why no man has spoken to you is because your face is always looking like the whole world is on top of your head. Put up a smile. That's what we have in the resurrection. Glory to God. <laughs> be friendly, be warm, be easy to entreat. Amen. I said amen. We're going to talk a little more about this tomorrow. Are we blessed tonight? Turn to somebody, tell them, smile, 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 smile. Be warm be easy to entreat can i have a good amen can i have a better amen in the resurrection we learn friendship from jesus we don't learn friendship from the world we learn friendship from jesus stand on your feet father thank you for your word tonight grace abound to us all your people around the world listening into this service and thank you for the blessing tonight in jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen Grab your offerings, we want to give in faith, we want to give with joy, we give in honor of Christ. Partners all over the world, remember Sunday is our partnership service. It's going to be an exciting time as we tabernacle in the word of his grace. Also remember this week, we are challenging people to prayerfully think about contributing to help us with the social media campaign as we aggressively hit this month of June with social media campaigns as we build up momentum for 30 days of glory in July. And I want to thank all of you. Those of you who want to send us support for social media, $100, $200, $500, $1,000, whatever you want to give to us, to our social media, send a mail to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. We will send you the banking details to support the project. It's going to be aggressive as we get this word to the ends of the earth. Lift up your offerings right now,
1: Father. We thank you for the... Your needs are met supernaturally. We
0: give you praise for the blessing in Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful "Amen." Listen, I'm joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next two minutes. You don't want to go away. You want to get more people to hook up radio audience. Mr. Bush will read the banking details for you. And until I see you in the other in the other studio, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen. We trust that you have been blessed by this message? For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Domino, please call plus 234 or email power city office at gmail.com. Jakota Naga Brenda Gozo Kule Jajoko Tony Kelina Maha say of the spirit of god there has never been a scarcity of my power all the power that you will ever need i made available to you at the point of your birth you were born with all of my power you were not born deficient you were born complete. Everything that constitutes me was packaged together to give bread to you, saith God. But you have to place a demand on the resources that are available to you by regeneration. And you place that demand intentionally so you make that power available in the natural. So you see, saith God, when you... Do not give yourself intentionally to take off and take from my power. Then you live the life of defeat. You live a life that is full of apologies. You live a life that attracts sympathy and sorrow. Then you live under undue pressures. Sayeth God, I never designed for you to live a life of pressure. I designed for you to live a life of rest but you cannot function in rest from the natural you only function in rest from the spiritual from the spiritual from the spiritual. that's why in my word i said to be spiritually minded is life and peace to be spiritually minded when your mind is full of the spiritual possibilities that are available to you you function from a place of rest and no devil in hell has what it takes to discomfort your position because you exercise superiority over devils you function in your full capacity saith god you function in your full abilities and all of those abilities are abilities that the devil and his cohorts cannot withstand because the light and darkness saith god has never had a competition Oh yeah! I said in my word That the light shines in darkness And the darkness cannot comprehend the light The light dominates darkness Darkness and the light never fights The exit of light Is the dominance of darkness And the entrance of light Is the absence of darkness So you yield to my spirit And you yield to my word And you take off And take from the resources that I have made available to you in the spirit and use them to live a life of victory and a life of total dominion on the earth, saith God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Some 28.5 small minutes before the top of the hour in Uyo, Nigeria, and um, as we always do when it comes to this segment, it's my privilege to give you some bank details, which I know the radio audience members are waiting for. Okay, so the account name is Power City International. There are three banks. The same account number, FCMB is number 12982682028. 29, 82, 68, 20, 28, that's for FCMB. Power City International remains the name. It's the same for Zenith. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. 10, 12, 36, 59, 12, that's for Zenith. Power City International still for UBA, 139, 26, Um. 26, 4, 6, 5. Okay, um, I don't know. Looks like a tight night but I uh, will still try to squeeze in a couple of calls. So about 10 minutes will be given to phone calls and that will start in the next eight or five small minutes. That number to call on would be plus two, three, four. If you're calling from outside the country, otherwise it's 6800 And uh, you can also send an email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com or an SMS or two, why not? To plus two three four again if you're writing from outside the country otherwise it's 0703 Okay. The last announcement I always would give you is about those or oh, is for those who are interested in sponsoring, in supporting or partnering us right here at Power City International. And if you want to do that, the number to call is plus 234. Again, if you're calling from outside the country, otherwise it's plus, uh, excuse me, it's 803 or you send an <coughs> email or, to excuse me, to Dr. Ebel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. there of course, is D-R. Okay, so, the stage is set. My name is Michael Bush. I'm joined by my producer, of course, uh, Pastor I.J. who, uh, of course, is also joined by... Is a um, very star-studded technical team, a group of youngsters who do so, so well. But the man of the moment, a teacher of no-mean repute, somebody you need to listen to, somebody you need to read from, and um, yes, the global man. Global Barber, Dr. Ebel, Damina, the Intercontinental, Mr. Bush, Global so good Global. To have you here today. Fantastic, fantastic blessings. Global How have you been today? Yes, Global Barber, fantastic. Um, because of time and lack of it, we've already lost so much time. We just have 26.5 small minutes to the end of the program. We, let's zoom off with our traditional opening prayers.
0: Father, we rejoice that we have answers to prayer today, and we thank you that our world is under the influence of your word. Your word is growing mightily in the hearts of men all over the world. Thank you for Akwaibom State, our governor, his executive cabinet. We continue to pray that the knowledge of the truth will flood the entire executive cabinet of this government. Reach out to every member of the society in Akwaibom here. That this glorious gospel will continue to shine in the hearts of men. Thank you, Lord, that this state continues to create enabling environments for potentials and for projects to thrive and do well. We thank you for the blessing upon Nigeria and other nations, and we thank you for the blessing in jesus name
2: amen 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 okay global bar freestyle edition of the program continues and uh, this edition we're starting from a far field that's maryland in the united states of america hello global barber and the intercontinental mr michael bush watching you global barber, has helped me leave religion and focus on christ my name is sunkami i am writing from maryland in the united states of america
0: This is good. Well, Sunkani, thank you for writing to us. I hope you know that we're launching Power City, Maryland. The flyer is on my page. Try and locate it quickly so you can identify and be a part of what we're doing there
2: in Maryland. Amen. Amen. So Soukhani continues. I have a question for Claire. He is Caucasian who has left the faith because of wrong doctrine and religion. For him, church became a a concert. He found out the budget for music department in that particular church was over $1 million global Baba. You know, in the church that he was attending, everyone he asked for clarity gave him narrations of experience. So he gave up and left the faith completely. No one could answer the question, how do you know God and everything about Christ is real? I felt bad for his plight and encouraged him to watch you. He came back and asked me, what exactly was it that convicted me? Is God real? What's the best way to answer this, Global Baba?"
0: Well, first of all, you must let him know that he that cometh to God must believe. He just has to believe. The fact that he had a a sour experience in a church, it doesn't mean that God is the way God behaves. You can't judge God based on human behavior. You know, you have to explain that to him. You have to explain to him the love of God. What God did for us in Christ. What Christ went through to save us. The gospel. That's the only way to share with him. Just share with him the gospel. And the power that comes with the gospel. And of course, show him from scripture. And, uh, you know, reintroduce Jesus to him. Because the Jesus he knows is not the Jesus who is God. It's another Jesus that was presented to him. That is why such a church can do what they did to discourage him. So pray for him and engage him in this kind of discourse. It will help him big time.
2: Okay, global about the freestyle edition of our program continues. This time to, to from, from Maryland, United States of America. I don't know. We'll come to, can we come to Africa and then go to Europe? Okay, global but let's go to Europe first. Valencia, Spain. Hello Daddy, my name is Victoria, I'm a student. Before I was just a a church goer, but now since my boyfriend introduced me to your teaching, Global Baba, I now believe in Christ and His Word. We live in Valencia, Spain, and we had the opportunity to meet brethren believers who would like us to start a campus here.
0: Wow, we would like to start a campus with you people there in Spain. So our office will get in touch with you guys and see how we can connect you people to other brethren in that part of Spain so you can start a campus
2: to africa now and south africa is our first call of call hello global Baba. my name is gibash gideon arrived from south africa limpopo province i've recently come across you on social media and i'm astonished by your revelation knowledge of the word of god i'm contacting you today because i've listened and watched i've listened to and watched your videos on facebook and to my surprise Global Baba, i've discovered that what god has been revealing to me about the message of christ and his grace is similar to what you teach since 2016, Global Baba, what I've been teaching people had been rejected. I've been called names and, for instance, an Antichrist incarnate, to the point I started asking myself if, I was, uh, what, I, if what I was conveying to people was truly from the Holy Spirit interpreting His intended word. December 2020, I started following your teachings after someone recommended that I should follow you only to realize the similarity. I'm asking for mentorship from you, Global Baba. Baba. Gibash, Gideon, South Africa.
0: All right, Gibash, thank you for reaching out. Our office will get
2: back to you on Mentoring Academy. Okay, yeah, so we're some part of uh, Africa now, from South Africa to South Africa. Hello, Global Baba, Mr. Bush. Sir, the reason I am a proud disciple in the Power City today is because in 2019, something went terribly wrong with the prophecy coming into 2020. In one church, it was supposed to be the year of God's blessing, Global Baba, in another the year of God's favor, the year of God's open hands, etc., considering what that year turned out to be, or that that year turned out to be the worst in human history. I don't doubt that most of them are not real men of God or not. But from now on, I choose to, I choose the written word only as my source of hearing from God because it's more, it's the most reliable. Thank you, Global, Michael Shabalala from Joburg, South Africa.
0: Thank you, Michael, for writing, and we're glad that you are growing in the knowledge of Christ.
2: To Zambia next, Global Barber, and um, a producer who can start taking calls uh, any moment now. Uh, hello, Global Baba, the able Global Barber, and the Minister Intercontinental Michael Bush. My name is Banzo Emmanuel. I write from Ghana. I've been tremendously blessed by this ministry. Sir. Please, sir, I want interpretation to Psalm 85, verse 6. I'm hoping to hear from you soon. Great grace abound towards you, in the ministry, sir, I love you dearly for the labor of love.
0: Well, next time when you read and you don't understand the verse, go and read the pretext, read the posttext. It helps you to understand the verse. And sometimes we really do not have time on this show for exegesis. So sometimes it's just better to, you know, look for our materials that we have done something. On. But we can look at that Psalm 80, 85,
2: 85 verse 6 is that there um will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee next verse she us thy mercy O lord and grant us thy salvation
0: so he's just talking about the resurrection of jesus he's talking about the life that god will give by virtue of the resurrection of jesus
2: you know so that's a prophecy concerning christ no but just in time our first caller is already on the line and it behoves me to join him or her Hello. Hello, Mr. Michael Bush. Fantastic. Many thanks for joining us. You know, I said it. Is Benjamin calling from worry? Okay, Benjamin. Yes. You you know, I said it the other time that you and Papa are integrating so much that sometimes you almost say what Papa will say. (laughs) That's right. And that is great. Amen.
0: (laughs) good evening papa bless you bless you bless you, bless you. Well, well done, sir. Well,
2: welcome welcome uh, Lisa, i don't i don't want to ask any question today because i have too much on my mind but we have decided i'm going to come in on friday with my wife
0: oh that would be so wonderful
2: I, I, I want to ask whether it would be possible to see you one-on-one one.
0: Oh, sure once you're here on friday we'll be here you will see me you will see uh, Mr. Michael Bush, will all be here. It will be good. Ah, that will be wonderful.
1: It mean, will be, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> we'll be very good. We are, to, we are going to come and stay for the Sunday service before oh, we head back on Monday morning. That will
0: be awesome. <laughs> We're looking forward to having all of you here.
1: Oh, thank you, sir. That will be awesome. Be awesome. <laughs> thank you, sir. Okay,
2: Benji We are so to blessed family. by you. And even I'm struggling
1: with my TV set now to so try to follow the the live uh, service.
0: Oh, that's good. Okay. That's good, Benji. We'll see you on Friday.
2: Bless you. Okay, Global Baba it's a freestyle edition, so we can go to anywhere at any time. We're going back to South Africa from Ghana, Kingdom greetings, Global Baba It's France from South Africa. I trust you're doing well. My wife and I are blessed by your teachings all the time. And this side we are an army that's going in revelation knowledge as we continue to feed on your teachings. Global Baba, we're in the free state province and the Grace community keeps expanding. I have a question, sir. Can you please explain to me what Paul meant when he said there was a man caught up to the third heaven? 2 Corinthians uh, 12.2, especially the part of the third heaven. uh, heaven. Thank you, sir. You're truly a blessing to my wife and me. and We continue to contribute and pray for your family and you.
0: Wow, that's a blessing. Well, what Brother Paul was talking about there was a vision. He was caught up. That's a vision, a trance of what he saw. And sometimes when you see visions, what you see in the visions are not literal. They require interpretation. So in the interpretation, there will be that brother Paul had an out-of-body experience, and he was talking about the things he saw as you read the post-text and the pretext of that scripture.
2: Okay, so Global Baba, let's get some little anonymous uh, touch here and there. Hello, Global Baba. God bless you for all you do for God's kingdom. I've been following your teachings and when you talked about the husbands, you did not mention the ones that cheat. I think we've already taken that. Yes. Although I'm wondering uh, okay, you know, yeah, I think there's something else. There's something else you said. We um, somebody desired to follow yesterday's teaching when you're talking about brethren who scanned to not glorify God glorify God. I think we we treated that. To Lagos, Nigeria, bad, just this caller. Hello. Yeah, hello. Are you there? If you're not there, we, because of time and lack of it, we just need to go on. Global Bar and the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush, please, my question was read yesterday, but I didn't get to hear Global Bar's thoughts on it due to a caller that called him then. You do not remember to get back to the question, sir. This is a smart person. I really want to hear from you, sir. Thank you. Here was my question. Ask this question on behalf of a brother who desires to know more. His question is from Exodus 3214, King James invasion. And the Lord repented of the evil, which he thought to do unto his people. Does God repent? Does he get angry that he took Moses' intervention? To turn away his wrath against the children of Israel. I already explained to him that the perfect explanation of the character of God is only sin in the person of Jesus Christ, and not Moses, who was a natural man. That God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And every good and perfect gift is from a book from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning, and also that Jesus on earth was the only begotten Son of God, then corrected Moses because of obvious errors in what he said. Therefore, we as sons of God today can correct Moses in the light of Christ. That anger is of the flesh and God is spirit to Moses. So Moses cannot be, and God is spirit, so Moses cannot be right in telling us that God repented from his uh, evil thought against Israel. I also referred him to the seriously misunderstood God. Please, sir, what more can I give him in this regard? Thank you, sir. Okay. Uba campus in Lagos, Nigeria.
0: Yes, Kesene. I think we answered. I remember answering that question. What we said is that the Misunderstood God series is the best for that person. But you know, when they say God repented, God never repents. For God to repent means he changed his mind. That means something took him by surprise. Then he won't be all-knowing. So the use of the word the Lord repented there has to be explained. The Old Testament has to be explained. Sometimes in the Old Testament, when people take a decision... And then change their mind from working with that decision, the repercussion of that decision is averted because it changed their minds. So when that happens, they say God repented. It's not actually the repentance of God, it is them changing their decision, which averted the repercussion that will have come as a result of their decision. So that's why sometimes you will see God repented. It's not like God said, I'm sorry, I didn't
2: know. No, <laughs> it has
0: to do with explanation. But the misunderstood God will do the
2: job. Bless you. So God did to... not say I'm sorry. No, God did no, not no. go down on his knees. No, God never and does. I said, My so... children, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> you're preaching. You're preaching. Please call her. Hello.
1: Good evening. Many Mr. thanks Master Master for joining us.
2: Yes, yes. Welcome to the program. I okay. know where you're calling from.
1: My name is Iene Martin. Okay. Okay.
2: Fire On. Uh, please. Uh, please. Uh, please. Uh, please. Good evening,
0: once, Good evening, bless you. Welcome.
1: Thank you, I'm to my and my daughter. You know, we live in the Sydney streets many times in the same age. But he come to me, he told me what to write told him that I will call my, I will call Gloria.
2: Can okay. We can barely hear you in your name. Just please try us again, even as I dash off to Anambra State, Nigeria. Hello, Global Baba. I'm a Kenadili Chuku, a Kenadili Chuku Mwango. I write from Onish, uh, Anambra State, Nigeria. Global Baba, I'm the person that sent an email to ask the counselor on the 5th of February 2021. I told you how I started listening to Kelaren in my to care, Ellen, in my pastor's house, and how I came to understand everything you teach. Sir, I also told you that I'm called into ministry, and I would like to be mentored and coached and trained by you. Sir, you said that a pastor from unisha will give me a call to arrange things for me. I have not received that call, and I've been calling power city line. The man in charge is not giving me proper attention, Gobobaba. I need your intervention. This is still my number. Oh, two. He gives us two for the price of one. Global Baba, We
0: actually refer, okay, tonight we'll refer you to the pastor who coordinates our campuses. He'll reach out to you and tonight, tonight, unfailingly, and he will, you know, help you through. And once he does that, please email back, let me know that somebody reached out and
2: has helped you. Okay, so Global Baba has also marked it for the producer's attention. Yes. Okay, this next caller. Hello.
1: Hello, good evening, sir.
2: Yes, ma'am. Welcome to the program. You name? where you're calling from?
1: Uh, my name is Nipa from Uye. Good evening, sir. Good evening, uh, Papa.
0: Good evening, bless you, and welcome.
1: Yes, sir. Sorry, um, for a month now, I'm listening to your message on radio. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So I want to ask a question. So I said there is no room for divorce for so a Christian.
2: Sorry? And he
1: said. Instead there is no room for divorce for believers, for Christians. Yes. But if you get married to a man that you claim that is a believer and later on the man change. And any little misunderstanding, the man will beat the wife up and also treat the wife as if it's nothing. is value outside and more than the wife. So the last incident is that the, the man. Uh, uh, mal seated the woman and send the woman out of the house and he doesn't have time to even call the woman back to the conspire so if, if the wife decides to leave the man and remarry, in this extreme mood, and will the, the woman make heaven that okay,
2: okay Mpoto know. Mpoto I have a question myself for you before Global Bar answers you and that question is are you the woman Mpoto
1: I'm the woman that is what I'm asking
2: okay Mpoto yes. Yeah. okay sure. very
0: good Well, first of all, I want you to know that there's no room for divorce for Christians in the word of God. But if you're married to a man and he's already beating you and punching you and throwing you out, that is no more marriage. At that moment, it has become persecution. And the Bible says, if you're persecuted in a city, run for your life. So if it has entered persecution, it's no more marriage. You are free at that time to escape so that your life is saved so that you can be alive to fulfill the purpose of God for your life. And in that instance, you did not sin. And in that instance, like I said, you must make sure also that you have pastoral counseling, you have pastoral guidance through the process until the right thing is done. But you are free to leave the house, escape for your life, and get the intervention of the church where you attend, of the pastor, so they see what to do whether that marriage can be reconciled and correction can take place. And if it is beyond correction and reconciliation, the church authority you're under will help you to know what to do. And in case you are not in any church, I will advise you to stop by Power City every morning we're here for counseling, 9 a.m. Our pastors will spend time and, and take
2: you through. Bless you and thank you for calling. Amen. Okay. So, you know, this marriage thing, it's such a, there's such a crisis in, in marriage. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, there is. And then she comes there, she's reporting another woman, and now the woman, the woman, the woman. She's reporting yeah. the third person's in And London. then you come by word of knowledge. Of course, yes. of course. <laughs> Globaba. <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Globaba is in sitting city now. That's a doe state, Nigeria. Globaba, I just came across a teaching, and this is what I've been searching for all my life. Sir, I don't know how to get your teachings in bulk so that I can restart my Christian My Christian journey, again, indeed what I've learned just today from your teachings is not just an eye-opener, but also a revolution in my life. God bless you, sir. Andrew Akalulua from Benin City, Edo State. Wow,
0: Andrew, thank you for reaching
2: out. Our office will get back to you immediately. And now you can get all
0: our teachings and sit down and unlearn so you can relearn and enjoy the grace that you have in
2: Christ Jesus. Okay, to River State, and that is uh, this one coming from Dorcas Festus. Says, I'm from River State, Global, I live in Port Arkham. Please, I have a challenge concerning my marriage because of my overly religious parents. For some years now, I wanted to get married, but my parents delayed me because I didn't attend their church. They see me, they used to see me, they saw me as an unbeliever and a worldly person. In my parents' church, they don't preach prosperity, they don't make hair, they don't wear trousers, they don't do makeup. Global, blah, blah. blah, blah. And they say anyone that does so is going to hell. I don't attend their church, but they have been delaying me from getting married. I'm tired of the torment, I need, help. So I need counseling. I don't know what to do exactly. I'm tired of this mental, emotional, and psychological stress they put me through. Global Baba, you think about that as I take what should be my last caller? Hello, hello, last caller. Welcome to the program. Your name, where you're calling from?
1: I'm continuing. I can tell you. Okay. From Abel, Okay, go ahead. I want to know where your people live in the state. You want
0: to know where what
1: we are the people? Where I are mean, you your campus? Your campus uh, in the state.
0: Oh, our campus in Ogun State. we have one in Abel I don't think so, but we ma- we have one in Ibadan. What we will do is, leave, we will take note of your number and I will ask our West African coordinator for campuses to reach out to you where you are.
2: Thank you for calling. Okay, no, but let's get back to River State. Dorcas Festus has been commented by her parents. They don't want her to get married because um, she's not
0: in their church. Dorcas, I will need further details. Mm. You've not given me enough sure. information sure. for me to give you a position. Sure. I need to know a number of things. Like I want to know, has anybody approached you is there somebody on ground to marry you? What's Where does he go to church? To What's your own, own age? age? Are you still living with your parents? parents? Are you in school? Have you graduated from school? Which church does your parents attend? Do they preach Christ in the church in spite of their, their archaic way of dressing? There are many things I need to ask you to be able to answer you. So if you can email us your number or stop by in Uyo Ibom State any day 9 a.m. We're here to help you.
2: And help you make informed decisions okay global Baba, about time we said our bye-byes uh even though i still I think that i still have um, time enough to squeeze in this one uh, i says uh, hello global Baba. my name is johnson i've been following you every sunday on youtube for your services please i need help from you sir about what i can do about my marriage my wife has done so much to me even global Baba, she slept with someone ahead you say divorce is not an option what do you want me to do now global Baba?
0: wow well what do we want you to do you need further counseling and i can't have the time to give you all of that counseling here so what we'll do is we'll get your number and uh, we'll see how we can connect you with a campus coordinator closest to where you are so our campus coordinator will sit down with you counsel with you and take you through the word of god and see what to do with you and your wife and you know pray for you people so We will get in touch with you if you shoot your email to us with your phone number.
2: Bless you. Amen. Global Bar, we need to go. Um, Just a prayer request.
0: Let's pray. Father, we pray for everyone who reached out in need of a miracle, in need of healing, in need of a touch of God. Those who need favors, business opportunities, finances, admission. Those who need employment. Those who are believing you for promotion. In the name of Jesus, Amen. we receive answers Amen. right now for them. Amen. And we declare you receive a miracle in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Every delay terminated, Amen. obstacles taken out of the way. Amen. Those who are believing for papers to settle down in different countries receive the favor of God and receive a miracle. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Baba. tomorrow is another day we we'll return in style to do our thing. So as the counselor continues tomorrow, until then, this is Michael Bush on behalf of producer Pastor I.J. Ekwere and his production team, not forgetting Dr. Gabriel, not also forgetting, where is he again? Okay, Pastor Bryce, Edem was right here with me. Lobo Baba is here now to take us home. Dr. Abel Damina. The
0: intercontinental Mr. Bush. It's been another wonderful day today. Gentlemen and ladies or ladies and gentlemen, whichever way, we're so glad that you were part of the service tonight. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Let me also mention, you don't want to miss tomorrow as we continue to unveil and bring out the realities that are yours in Christ Jesus. Remember, it's 6 p.m. GMT plus one tomorrow evening. But don't forget tonight, 8 tonight, Inspiration FM. I mean 9 to 10, Inspiration FM. 10 to 12, Heritage FM. Tomorrow morning, 545, XLFM. 11 to 1, Radio Acquire Bomb. 1 to 3, XLFM. And we're back here tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. GMT plus 1. We love you. We thank you always for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. We look forward to seeing all of you tomorrow. And until then, enjoy the grace of christ and be blessed
2: goodbye from uyo nigeria amen